You have returned to the Pod Sound School for more bodacious learning. Or if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Here we cover all things podcasting and especially the audio production aspect. Today Studio Steve is going to chat with us about audio compression. By the end of the episode you'll know what a compressor does, how it works, and what the main elements of a compressor are. Ready? Okay let's go. And remember, a man who asks is a fool for 5 minutes. A man who never asks is a fool for life. Hello podpreneurs, I'm Studio Steve and I have to tell you that the idea of sharing my passion for compression was one of the real initial motivations behind the Podtown School. I just love compression and although I'm biased, I hope that in this quick episode I can keep your attention long enough to help demystify what compression is and how it works. Like many of these technical topics that we've been covering, compression can be easier to understand with some visual aids. So make sure to stop by our YouTube channel and our blog for some sweet supplemental materials. Okay, let's add some assets to your intellectual enterprise. What is compression? Sometimes compression can be confused with file compression. File compression is something that happens when our computers resize or make our digital files smaller so that they can more easily be shared. An example of this would be a WAV file being compressed into an MP3 file. File compression is not what we're talking about. We're talking about dynamic range compression, or DRC, or just audio compression. The dynamic range part refers to the range of volume that we deal with in audio production. Imagine a volume knob or the volume selector on your computer or your phone. You can turn the volume all the way to zero and you can turn it up all the way to 10. This range, one through 10, is a dynamic range. This word dynamics is used all the time in audio productions and also in music. Let's say, for example, you're a guitarist and someone asks you to play more dynamically. What they are asking you to do is to fluctuate your volumes more, add more contrast, more whispers, and more screams. On the other hand, if someone asks you to be non-dynamic, they're asking you to be more consistent with your volume. Many drummers for pop music are always trying to play non-dynamically meaning that they hit the snare drum with the same intensity on each and every hit. So how does this relate to an audio compressor? Well, what an audio compressor does is to reduce the dynamics of an audio signal, meaning it makes what's louder quieter, and it makes what's quieter louder. Audio compression is the most used tool in audio production. Perhaps its origin can be credited to the need of making audio louder so that it can be sent over long distances or more specifically converted into radio waves. If you think about a track of music, for an example, by the time a standard pop song reaches your ears, it has been ran through a potential hundreds of compressors. And for broadcast radio or podcast voices, dozens of different compressors will often be used to deliver the message to us. 
So let's get to know more about this amazing tool. How does compression work? We don't really need to get overly technical behind the components, the attenuators, and the wiring. We need to know less how a compressor works and more how to work a compressor. So for today's illustration, we're going to talk about the five main components that the majority of compressors have. Understanding these components will allow you to understand not only how compression works, but how you can use it on your own mixes and on your own voices. These components can sound like a different language at first, and you might need to listen to this and then go watch our compression video and then read the blog before it all starts to make sense. And of course, if you're confused or frustrated, don't hesitate to reach out and ask. We love to help our Podskis get better audio and improve their shows. So come find us at social media at Pod Sound School, or better yet, come and join our Facebook group, Podcasting for Bosses. Okay, so the five main components of a compressor are threshold, ratio, attack, release, and gain. Number one, threshold. This is so fun. The threshold is easy to understand as a line that can be raised or lowered throughout the dynamic range or the volume spectrum. So referring to our zero to 10 example, a threshold is where on the spectrum you set this line. You can raise the line all the way up to 10, put it at two or 4.5, anywhere inside the dynamic range. How do you know where to set this line? This can be a tricky decision because it varies so much situation to situation. But imagine if you're recording your voice into a microphone and you're adjusting your preamp so that the levels are nice to record. You want to get a nice average level of your voice. Many people will let out a yell or a laugh, the loudest that they anticipate getting. This way, no matter how loud they get, they never reach a complete 10. Reaching a complete 10 would result in distortion and your meters turning red. So those loud noises will register around 9.5, and the average speech is hovering around 6 to 8. So, in this situation, somewhere around 6 to 8 would probably be a nice place to put the threshold. Number 2. Ratio. 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 Ratio refers to how hard this line or this threshold is. Ratio is telling the compressor how much of the audio can pass through this line. A very common ratio for voices is 4 to 1. What does this mean? It means that for every 1 decibel that the audio signal passes the threshold, the compressor will reduce 4 decibels. So. If my threshold is set at 8, and my voice rises above 8 when I laugh, let's say when I laugh my voice reaches 9, well then the compressor will reduce my 9 to a 5. It reduces 4 for every 1. You'll start to see how handy this becomes when we get to gain. Okay, number 3, attack. This setting allows you to adjust how quickly or how fast the compressor will make this reduction. This is also a way of adjusting the strength of that line or that threshold. If your attack is cranked up, that 9 will be reduced to a 5 almost immediately. Usually we're not going to crank our attack all the way up, as this can sound too brittle. A nice middle ground is the most common place for the attack setting. Number 4. Release. 
This setting allows us to adjust how long to hold on to the reduced signal, or how long to keep that nine at a five before we let it go again. This again translates to how aggressive the compressor will operate. A good middle setting here is usually a good bet as well. And last for today, but certainly not least, gain. This is what it sounds like. This boosts the overall volume of our track. Staying with our 0 to 10 example, this setting will begin to raise that 0 higher and higher. So if we add a 1 dB or a 1 decibel gain to our compressor, then our 6 to 8s become 7 to 9s. Now it isn't just my laugh and my outbursts that are being reduced. Now it's more like 50% of my talking that is surpassing the threshold. So now the compressor is working harder to turn a lot of 9s into 5s. What all these components and settings are doing is squeezing the audio track together so that it is less dynamic. Why is compression important? Why do we need to compress our vocals? Well, by squeezing our audio tracks together, making what's louder quieter and what's quieter louder, we are making our voices sound more consistent and easier to understand. They are also much easier to mix in with other elements. They will more easily stand out from background music. And they make for a better listening experience for our audience. We wouldn't ever want our listeners to have to constantly be adjusting the volume of their speakers or headphones. And finally, before we say goodbye for the day, something to consider. Remember, what we're doing with compression is making what's louder quieter, but also what's quieter louder by gaining or boosting the signal. Well, if you're in a noisy environment or a reverberated room, this background noise and reverb will become louder and more noticeable. So this is another reason you really want to make sure you're in a nice sound-treated environment so that you can utilize compressors and enjoy the many benefits they have to offer. If you want to learn more about sound treating, check out our acoustics episode here or check out the How Sound Works in Rooms episode on YouTube. You'll find the links to our blog and our YouTube channel in this episode's description. And of course, you can always find all our links at podsoundschool.com. Also, if you haven't downloaded our freebies yet, make sure you check out the freebies link. We got a cool podcast jumpstart guide that's packed full of tasty, concise information to get that show off the ground. And with that, good luck, pod people and happy casting. Welcome to valuable learning experiences. <laughs> Interest in work for which learners see a purpose provides its own discipline. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>